we got some more breaking news overnight in the Brian Koberger case. Apparently, another of Brian Koberger's relatives has come forward and spoken about Brian Koberger's guilt and involvement in the quadruple homicide of Kaylee Gonzalez, Madison Mogan, Eden Chapin, and Zana Kernoldo. We're going to go into this and much more. Uh, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button, ring that notification bell. A little bit later, we're going to be talking about, we're going live on the Richard Allen hearing. Uh, if you don't know who Richard Allen is, Richard Allen is the man who's been charged and arrested in the double homicide of Abigail Williams and Liberty German in 2017 in Delphi, Indiana. He is the bridge guy that's been reported saying down the hill, uh, allegedly. We're going to be talking about that. You don't want to miss this, so make sure you ring that notification bell. So with that being said, let's get into this. So this is from the U.S. Sun. U.S. Sun tracked down Koberger's relatives and spoke to multiple sources in Las Vegas where majority of Koberger's family on his other Michael's side now reside. So this is going to be the Koberger's. Apparently, they took off from the East Coast quite a bit ago, went to California, then ended up in Nevada. Let's uh, talk about this. So Koberger's Las Vegas relatives described the case as surreal, with many trying to distance themselves from what has become the biggest murder case in recent years. Some claimed, although the 28-year-old was an odd character and very reclusive growing up, he never showed any signs of violence, or, and many were left stunned when he was named a suspect. So he never showed any violence. He was an odd character, things of that nature. It's interesting. His who asked to remain anonymous told the U.S. Sun that she has been struggling to watch the news as more details of from that fateful night emerge. When I saw it on TV, I was just a loss for words, speechless, she said, appearing visibly upset. It's heartbreaking. I'm a very caring person. And when I saw the news a little bit today in the living room, I couldn't take it. Hearing about them being knifed, I had goosebumps. I just cried. One of the things that comes about when it comes to these type of cases or a situation where a loved one has committed a heinous or horrendous crime, majority of the family members and those that are close to them sometimes can't tell, right? You know, some folks can hide this pretty good, but it's also a situation where love is blind and love is blind isn't just necessarily mean that a person's looks or a romantic love what it means is that you you love a person so much you don't see what they're doing right in front of you you don't see the signs you don't see what's possibly happening and i think that might be the case with majority of folks who end up uh, getting arrested and charged with horrendous crimes when it comes to their family members. all right let's continue so it says his aunt says that she may not watch the trial if the cameras are allowed in the courtroom but wants to know the answers to many questions surrounding the murders. Asked if she thinks her nephew will be found guilty. She replied, I think so. I just want the truth. I would like to see him or write to him and find out what happened. She said her heart goes out to the victim's families, but she also feels Koberger was not well and had battled for years with mental health problems. I wonder if this is the same aunt that came forward and talked about Brian Koberger, you know, forcing his parents to change the pans that they ate if they never cooked meat on them and things of that nature. Uh, it sounds like it's a good possibility there. Koberger was pictured wearing a suicide prevention vest while being held at the Monroe County Correction Facility following his initial arrest in December last year. Questions on how she feels he will cope if he gets life behind bars and his aunt shook her head and replied, I think he may try and take his own life. I mean, that's a thought when somebody's always going to prison for the rest of their life. The prison usually goes in there and protects them for the first couple of weeks to make sure that they don't try to harm themselves as they get acclimated and accustomed to life behind bars. Let's continue this. And we're only reading the parts where it, it pertains to co-workers aunt. The parts that I'm skipping over are the parts that are already known. It goes into, uh, you know, things about the trial or the case that we've already talked about. Like, for instance, this says that they think that he's going to plead the fifth at trial and expect it to last six weeks. I mean, the, the, that's not even coming from his aunt. That's coming from the Cezanne explained that there had been a lot of drama in the family, which cannot be revealed for legal reasons, even before her nephew's arrest. And she has not spoken to his parents. So this is interesting. You know, initially I would say, all right, you know, a lot of drama even before his arrest, you know, family drama. All right. You know, those things happen. But she says they cannot be revealed for legal reasons. This is a gag order type of reason. We know. 
And like I mentioned at the top of the show, that another one of Koberger's relatives has come forward. Well, this isn't the first one that has come forward. Allegedly, Brian Koberger's sister had came forward after the incident. It says here, and this is from Daily Express US, accused killer Brian Koberger's sister feared her brother was involved in the murder of the four university students and searched his car before police were able to. And this was uh, one of Koberger's older siblings grew increasingly suspicious of his behavior when family gathered to spend Christmas together, sources told NBC's Dateline. Her suspicion grew so great at one point, several family members searched Koberger's white Elantra or possibly evidence of the crime. I spoke a little while ago referencing a possible informant. In fact, there was a whole news article saying that um, Steve Gonzalez had, was getting close to speaking to an informant or somebody who may have witnessed something or have information. And we did a video on that. We explained that um, we think there's possibly two. There's the um, DoorDash driver who self-reported that they were in the area and who was around the incident at 4 a.m. just before the murders occurred. He, that person was in the area at the house dropping off, you know, items. And the other person, Koberger's sister, you know, she had came forward and expressed some things. In my opinion, it seems like she talked. So if those end up being uh, the situation, you have, you know, Koberger's family coming forward and explaining their thoughts about his guilt. Uh, it doesn't look good for Brian Koberger. All right, let's continue this. It says that she has been told they are devastated and they're worlds turned upside down and she was initially advised by other relatives to stay silent about her nephew they are christians very religious she added having flown her nephew and his family over to las vegas a handful of occasions when he was younger she described him as a shy and troubled teenager she claims she was aware of him suffering depressive episodes and was told he was on medication although she is not sure what he is prescribed by the doctors to me he was humble and quiet i didn't see any violence in him she said but if you're not on the right medication, you can be triggered. And I think he may have snapped. And so going into more about the possible motive of why Brian Cooper committed this. Now, we go back into what he was was happening in his life at the time of the incident. You know, he was apparently losing his job as a TA. He wasn't being thought of or being brought on as a uh, volunteer and intern police officer with Poland Police Department. That's been confirmed that he didn't get the job twice. And he was having problems with students at Washington State University, including having problems with Professor Snyder, which led to an altercation. So all these things were going negative in his life. And maybe she's right. Maybe he did snap. I don't have an answer for why he is depressed. I guarantee it. He had a wonderful childhood. Michael, his dad, is a wonderful man. He was a janitor and his wife is a beautiful woman. She's a teacher and they worked at the same school. And the last paragraph here is called drug taking. I flew Brian and his family out a few times. Once I told Brian I would show him all around Vegas, but the odd thing was he stayed in the house. She said he was suspected of taking drugs at the time. As it had been previously been reported, he became a big heroin addict after falling with the round crowd. His aunt says that it was no big secret he was into the drug scene. She said he was concerned that he was doing cocaine, mushrooms, drinking hard liquor, and popping pills to deal with his mental issues. So these are some other things that we weren't aware of. We were aware of just basically the, the heroin addict, but she talks about cocaine and mushrooms and, and popping pills. Um, there's been a question about, you know, Brian Koberger was up that night at, at 2.47 a.m. That's when he turned his phone off in Pullman. He turns his phone on back on outside of Moscow at 4.48. Now, he drives and hour loop or whatever doesn't get back into Pullman until 537, 540-ish. He's back in Moscow at 9 a.m. and then in Clarkston, Washington at 12 or 11 and doesn't get back home until 8.30 p.m. So depending on what time he went to sleep, depending on what time Brian Koberger woke up Saturday morning, the 12th or what time he went to sleep or if he went to sleep throughout the day, 
if he woke up that morning on the 12th, stayed awake, turned his phone off the following morning at 2.45 and isn't home until 8.30 in the afternoon, could there be some sort of drugs related to keep him awake? Even if he didn't commit the quadruple homicide, we have to also add that in there. During this long drive that he was taking, he is suspected and alleged to have committed a quadruple homicide. If he did that and he had that adrenaline rush and dump, I feel that he would have been extremely tired after this after the incident. I'll let you come up with your own decisions on whether you think that he was possibly or not possibly on any type of medication or drugs during the commission of the crime. Let's continue this. She hoped that he had gotten clean and believed he had an interest in criminology as others in his family studied forensics and some of his uncles have military background. Interesting. So his family has studied forensics and they have a military background. So he would be Maybe not so much accessible, but he'd have, uh, you know, especially maybe the military background stuff. Maybe he's seen some of his uncles training or participating in certain things, or maybe have come across gay bar knives that belonged to an uncle or something at the time and got fascinated with a knife when he was little. Possible. I don't know. I mean, that's all speculation. Uh, former friends had have previously spoken out to the alleged he sought to be the alpha among his pals, struggling with his weight during his younger years. He later reportedly got into kickboxing and became a vegan while friends claim he got more aggressive as he got in shape. His aunt says she hadn't seen her nephew in more than five years before his arrest. He'd been left shaken by the details that emerged since since and feels for his immediate family. Coburger's parents and two sisters, Amanda and Melissa, have shown support for him and believe he is innocent as they are cooperating with law enforcement. So they're saying that he's innocent, but they're also saying they are cooperating with law enforcement. Could this be also the other source, maybe the informant, maybe the person, the witness that has been speculated in this case that has come forward and spoke about something? Maybe, I mean, let's think about that. If there was a witness or an informant that pointed to the direction of Brian Koberger, then they wouldn't need the IgG. They wouldn't need to develop you know, his history. They would have only needed to go and pull something out of his trash, and which is what they did to other people per the defense's paperwork. They had gone and pulled out a a cigarette bud secretly, right? They wouldn't need to do all those things if somebody pointed at Koberger. Unless the informant came forward not knowing who Koberger was at the time that they saw Koberger, or the person's information came post-incident and they are connected to Koberger and not the victim. The DoorDash person saw somebody in a white Elantra, they saw a male and they can identify him, but didn't know who they were, didn't know that it was Brian Koberger per se. And they came forward and they were given a lineup after his arrest or even after his arrest, he came up and said, hey, I saw that guy out there. That would be, that's a witness that would go for the uh, prosecution towards or against Brian Koberger. And if you had somebody like, for instance, one of Brian Koberger's sisters who come forward and say that you know, Brian Koberger is acting weird and and was saying some weird stuff or whatever the case may be and that to the point where they searched his car you know that's post incident several weeks later the words that she was stating and the things that they were claiming didn't come out until obviously after his arrest but could they have been made before his arrest is it possible that you know one of the sisters called law enforcement when she arrived in the pocono mountains and started to witness covert or acting funny I mean, that's a good possibility. You know, and she calls it and says, hey, my brother is from that area, drives a white vehicle. He's over here wearing gloves, acting weird. We suspect him of being the guy. He's cleaning the crap out of his car. You know, those things are also possible. So we'll find out in trial. We'll find out soon enough. Uh, there's a court hearing here in a couple of days, weeks or so. We'll get more information. As more things break down, we'll send them to you. So make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. If you're still here and not subscribed, I don't know what you're waiting on. Just subscribe already. We'll see you guys later. Peace.